to Punchboard Paradise with a special edition coming to you from Lincoln, Nebraska at Great Plains Game Festival. Today, the Punchboarders will talk about some recent plays. We will draft our top games to play at a con and, I don't know, add in some other fun stuff. Hey, everybody, I'm Clef. Hey, I'm Chad. I'm Richie. All right, we're here. We are. Can... Can you hear the background noise? Yeah, there's a, a lot bit. of there's a lot a going bit. on here. Yeah. It's busy. But there this year we got a nice people. little extra space for us. A little yeah. media. We've, uh, little media we've space. been upgraded, yeah, upgraded a, little a little bit this year. Woo. Yeah. We got media badges. Uh-huh. I mean, they feel pretty special right now. I know. Now. Uh, we got our own little, uh, I don't know, what it, like a little cubicle type of thing. That's right. Yeah. It's not little, but, you know, like a big cubicle. Yeah, usually yeah. at these conventions I have to sit in my own cubicle. I didn't get a choice. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> they quarantined. Yeah, them. that's right. <laughs> we got our own table where we can have people come and play games with us. It's, yeah. This is nice. They great. Rolled well, out we, the red carpet here. We might actually have to quarantine off Chad. So oh. he came here today. He talks about <sighs> how he been yeah. excited to play Ameritrash recently. Yeah. The 18XX, that's always been a problem. Yeah. And then the other day, I go oh. into, uh, we're at CVS, Jessica had to grab something. I yep. ran over to the game shop. Yep. He's in there playing D&D. Oh, my goodness. I don't even Jim. know this person anymore. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> our local game shop, our local game shop is uh, is opening back up to the public and having games. And my son really wants to get into D&D. And I feel like I'm not that great at it because I have no background. So I took him and we and we did a, a nice thing. And Dave, uh, a local there who's really big into the D&D scene, ran a... a, a an introductory D and D scenario. It was great. He did a great job. Um, if it was for Finn, okay. Yeah, it I'll was for Finn. Then. But I, I gotta say, like, it was for Finn. <laughs> here's here's my son, right? Like, we're playing with all these uh, most of most of them adults, and he's like, he's going, okay, let's we get to we get to fight people, fight people, fight people. <laughs> so then he that's what he wants to do. He's created this mage dragon character, whatever. We get in and we meet these bandits in a barn, and everybody's like, okay, I'm gonna move in and attack these bandits i'm gonna move, everybody's doing that and he's like i'm gonna turn and blow up the side of the barn <laughs> <laughs> he does and the whole barn collapses on us i mean our party Wild almost card. died yeah <laughs> i don't know oh i thought you meant well there were still just the bandits in the barn i thought <laughs> no. that was smart thinking on his no, part but we're oh, all in, in there yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay maybe not <laughs> it was kind of a mess but uh yeah <laughs> so yeah meanwhile i'm like i i'm sorry for him uh well, <laughs> No, he had a good time, so it's good. Yeah, yeah well, good. I mean, I'm pretty sure when I walked in, Chad was saying he's played some I don't know, Marvel thing. Lord seven, of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, seventeen yes. times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Woo, Chad, it's good I'm, stuff. We're worrying. We're worrying about you. <sighs> it's fun. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying a lot of stuff. I, I feel like I'm a, a more well-rounded gamer. All right, oh, that's all right. Good. Well, you know that brings yeah. nice roundness to the podcast. Yeah, know? that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah we Richie know we're not I, getting it out of Clef. Uh, no, 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 that's for sure. You talking about? I mean, uh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> well, Richie, I, I mean, I haven't gotten a game with you much lately, except for our upcoming review. What have you yeah. been playing? Real quick, I got to throw in a little quick oh. review. Okay. So I saved this for the podcast. We went to Kansas oh. City for a little vacation. Okay. And I had a little, little stop at a uh, Jack in the Box. Oh, all right, all for right, a little all right. Dollar taco. Now, yeah. You like in your twenties, right? When you 50, were fifty cent tacos. When yeah, you were man, living yeah, in yeah. Kansas City. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, then that explains it. I'll I'll let it slide. Okay. If you're drunk, whoa, yo. But he doesn't. Whoa, whoa, I, mean, like he, I didn't have the tacos until I was like in my late thirties. Oh God, and I have no clue then what you're seeing in this taco. I know it is. What are you talking I'm about? I'm 37. They are amazing. And introducing that type of food into the system nowadays oh. is not is a no go. Oh, so I, didn't I have say no. Was, I didn't say it was good for me. <laughs> it doesn't taste that great. It doesn't oh. taste that bad. I'll and, give you that. It doesn't taste that bad, but it does not taste that great. <laughs> yeah, keep slamming the table a few more times. Uh, I will it say, is amazing. Here's the thing that you can say about those tacos is they pretty much look the same going out as coming in. <laughs> Probably. Uh, if you're under 25, go for it. Hey, I saw a clip the other day. Uh, you know who, uh, what's, what's her, Selena Gomez. Do you know who that is? Yes. Okay. She was on there and she was like, I just went to Jack in a Box the other day, and she got. She said, "I got me some dollar tacos. They were so good." Hey, I was like, "There makes you sense. go." She's young. So, it makes sense. <laughs> All right, this is already too young. much time spent right. on too Jack, much in time Jack in the Box tacos. I think it was not enough time spent <laughs> on Jack in the Box tacos. So that's my review. Not okay. not as bad as I thought. Not good. If you're over 25, right. don't eat. I'm gonna it. okay. Oh, go. Okay, but if it was late at night, there's nothing else open, and you're like, "Hey, we got to get some food." They'd be the best thing you've ever eaten, right? No. <laughs> All right, let's go back to board games. Back to board games. <laughs> what were you asking me, Chad? I was asking what you played, man. Oh. <laughs> well, I just played my first game of the, the con here. Oh, was yeah. a new game that okay. we're going to talk about. So yeah. uh, Adam taught uh, Clef and I uh, Foundations of Rome Woo. by Emerson Matsuchi. Matsuchi, thank you. Uh, and it is... Quite the production. Oh my gosh, it is. It you guys, is wild. I thought you were building a Lego city over there. Yeah, uh -huh. when Adam was pulling everything, he goes, what color do you want? Take the tray. Yeah. <laughs> this gigantic, <laughs> this gigantic tray that is a, as big as some board game boxes. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it, it is a very cool production. Uh, the game itself is super light. I mean, on your turn, you're, you're either taking income mm -hmm. or you're buying a card, essentially. Or place, or, in a building. or place in a building. Yep, yep. Those are your three options on a turn, which, I mean, Emerson, all of his games are kind of basically like that, where you get mm -hmm. simple rules, simple right. turns. It, you play it over three eras or three rounds, mm -hmm. uh, and you're going to play until you uh, buy all the cards that are in that particular deck for the, the round. And at the end of every round, you're going to score points. And you're scoring points based on uh, the type of buildings that you have out on the board, uh, which uh, some of them will give you population. Uh, and we've, we've now learned that, that you kind of have to go after population to, to really score big points as you go on through the game. Uh, but there, there are other uh, buildings that will give you income during the game. Overall, it was a solid game. I don't know what Adam paid for it because I don't know what the Kickstarter went for. Yeah, no idea, but <laughs> I would love a $30 cardboard version of this game. Yeah, just cardboard shits with the pictures it's, on them. Yep. I mean, it's a cool production, like I said. But if I was going to buy this game, it would have to be like 30 bucks cardboard, and I think it, this would sell well if they put out like a just a, a cheaper version of it. Yeah. But overall, a solid game. I would definitely play it again. I just wouldn't buy it, that production of it. Yeah. Right. Well, but you could buy the box just to do a workout, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely. Be worth that. Well, Emerson Matsuchi does, you know, he... he I. I really like his design ethos. You know, it, yeah. he has, he has, you know, get in, start playing quick. So, yeah, I could see that. It looked beautiful. but Yeah. yeah I, definitely I mean, worth trying out if you get a chance to play it. Yeah, I sure. would echo that. I mean, it's certainly not a game that I would certainly not in its current state would buy. Right. But it was, it was a fun play. I enjoyed it. Simple game, but, but good. Yeah, it's like so. a five-minute teach. And I, I mean, 
with two new players, whatever a game took like yeah. 30, 45 minutes tops. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So you're talking about uh, polyomino tiling, uh, crazy produced games. I mean, I want to I want to revisit a game we talked about. Uh, Clef had talked about this just recently. It's uh, Planet Unknown, which just fulfilled its Kickstarter by uh, Ryan Lambert and Adam Reberg, I believe, or Reberg. You know, on this podcast. There are a lot of times where Clef and I disagree. And, uh, you know, I think that's that's okay. That's mm-hmm. what people that come happens. for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't on this game. Oh, I, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was worried. He was. He was He was thinking we couldn't be friends anymore. It's mm-hmm. like if Chad goes, I loved this game, I was going to be like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, you know, I played with a good friend, um, and that was time well spent there. Um, and it wasn't a bad game. It just was very uh, meh. It, this high toy factor with this deluxe one, though. My favorite thing, oh, my God, there is a game trays Lazy Susan with the tiles in it. Yeah. And, oh, cool. my God, that yep. is that thing is so fun. I love that. But basically, you're just taking a tile. Uh, and the nice thing, the, one of the best things about the game is you can take your tile at the same time because of that Lazy Susan that somebody else takes their tile because your choices are limited to where that Lazy Susan is pointing towards you. And so everybody can take that step at the same time, which is great. So it can move relatively quick. But honestly, you're just taking tiles and moving up tracks and comboing. And, uh, you know, there's some objectives that you're trying to get to maybe before other people, but it's not a lot of interaction. Um, and if we're doing tiling, I'd, I'd rather do something like Baron Park or uh, Llama City, I, uh, Phil Walker Harding one, that I, Llama Land that I just yeah. talked about. Like, it's still simple games, but move quick and have uh, some head-to-head, like, I'm going to take this, this uh, you know, this scoring because the thing about planet unknown is you can't really see what people's scores are going to be until the end of the game so it doesn't feel very tight in that you're you're going oh i got to get to this before this person it really just doesn't feel that way mm. so even though yeah. you're going to you can plan for your turn cuz you can see how the the lazy susan goes around and take take the tile you can try to plan for your turn and what you're going to get you're not uh you're not often taking a lot of stuff away from other people. Now, I knew he had an objective with his player's uh, asymmetry board that I could try to limit by taking certain tiles from him, but it just didn't feel like I, we knew what our our, our scores were going to be. Now, granted, we were only two points away from each other at the end, but there wasn't the tension there there's throughout just, the play. There's no, yeah, yeah. you just... You're, the other players just don't matter to you in that hmm. game, and that's that's where I lose it. I, I think, think so. and and Tom Vassell raved over this game just recently, but I think that what is fun if if that's your thing is the combos. It's, it's really quick and just keep taking those combos. But I, for me, there are other games that do that. So hmm. Planet Unknown, Clef, and I agree. Oh <laughs> wow! I'll be excited when this whole phase of like overproducing games and and not really focusing on the gameplay. Is over with. Do you see the the Castles of Burgundy? Oh yes, deluxe version that's, that's coming. Crazy. No, I haven't seen it yet. It, I mean, one, it's got a gigantic mini for, of a castle. The box, for what? the box looks like. Uh, trying to think of, uh, it almost looks like an onk sized box. Okay. It, it's just it's out of control. That is. It's a it's a twenty five dollar perfect euro as is yep. first printing. Yep. I don't get it. And that's why I will always have my original copy and not get any of these newer copies. It just makes no difference. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, though, is 
they sell. They sell. They so look I don't great. Think they're I mean, stop. They, you yeah, know no, I mean? right. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the problem. That, right that may be the thing because you feel like you have to have it too. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah. like you're like, this is the production of the game I have to have. Yeah. But uh, I, I want to talk real quick about one other game uh, that I played. That again, it's I play the deluxe version, and this is Mind Management, the psychic espionage game. So this is yeah. a hidden movement, hidden movement game, yeah. right? And the reason that I wanted to play it, someone in our community who's a really great uh, guy and kind of newer to the community, he saw that I was interested and, and came and taught me at Spielbound, which was great. This was a few months ago. Um, but he wanted to throw everything in at once, which I'll be honest with you, that was he had played it, and that was a little <laughs> bit more for me than probably was easy to stomach. But the way that the deduction works in it is pretty cool. You have these dry erase pens with little chits that you can drop out on the board uh, that you can know uh, where people were at certain times of the day and stuff. And so there definitely is a, a logic deduction type uh, aspect to the game, which is, which is pretty amazing. Richie, do you like hidden movement games? I want to. I really want to. I've, I've tried them all, except for mind management. I'm going to buy it. Okay, good. It doesn't matter what you say. Good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy it because I want to try it. Uh, but Fury of Dracula, I, I, I enjoy that one, but Dracula is just too strong, it seems like. And it's also just a little bit too much. Right. And then I can't remember the other one that uh, Plaid Hat did that, that had the... That was Spot, Spectre, Spectre Ops. Spectre Ops. Yeah. That one is probably my favorite that I played, but I even got rid of that one. So. Yeah. I, I like that one, and, and uh, that one is probably... It's probably because... Finn likes it so much. I don't like some of the shooting rules and line of sight mm. kind of stuff. That gets annoying. But they did pare it down, which I appreciate. So, But I think you really will like mind management. Management. But now, I should say, I know the graphic novel. It's very interesting. It's kind of about these crazy, covert, uh, almost like CIA types that can read minds and regenerate and stuff like that. So you're hunting down these people while these people are trying to get away. Um and uh, it, it is interesting, but there, there was just a lot there. And I'm still not sold uh, as to whether I like hidden movement. So I, I'll, before I talk about it more, I'll kind of wait and play it with you. It was interesting. We'll, okay. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'm excited to try it. Well, that reminds me. I played a hidden movement game the other day. It was called Doctor Who Don't Blink. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad that it was a real game because I was worried that we were going to have to cut out something inappropriate. <laughs> No, I I truly, I saw this, uh, well, a little bit of backstory. Obviously, I love Doctor Who. It was a Friday night. We were playing games, and we got done with the game, and it was late. And I forced everybody to watch an episode of Doctor Who, which anybody who knows anything about Doctor Who, Blink, the Weeping Angels, big, big storyline. Anyways, so I saw this board game that was called Don't Blink that was about the Weeping Angels, and it was like 25 bucks or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I know I'm not going to like this game, but what the heck, I'll buy it. Didn't even know anything about it, but it is a hidden movement, one versus many. One player plays the doctor and the companions, and one player plays the weeping angels. So I got to play it with my wife and uh, with Dan. Dan played the weeping angels, and my wife and I played the doctor and the companions. And I'm saying, like, probably, like, I don't know, three turns into the game, I was like, oh, God, this is terrible. I don't want to play I just don't like hidden movement games, but... Mm. It seemed like it was, you know, it was one of those things where, I don't know if you know anything about the Weeping Angels, if you ever are looking at them, they can't move. So this game has that thing where it's kind of a, you have to always put your standee in a certain direction. Hmm. So if any time, if you have, 
vision of them, then they can't move and attack you. And obviously, they're trying to maneuver around so that they can get behind you, so that they can, you know, basically, you know, get you or whatever type of thing. I would honestly say I think probably the game is a fine game. It just, and it's a, you know, it's Gale Force 9, you know, and they do a lot of license type of games, but um, it wasn't bad, I think, for what the game is, just not my cup of tea. What did so, Missy think? Because she likes deduction type games, uh, so... Yeah, I think she likes more deduction. I don't think she was a big fan of the hidden movement. And once again, I felt like the Weeping Angels were a little bit like, like if you hadn't played before, I think they were a little more overpowered. So because it was a lot tougher for what we were trying to do than what they had to do. So, hmm. you know, the game ended pretty, I don't know, I don't know quickly or not, but um, the Weeping Angels won. So, you know, I, I don't know. If you like hidden movement, I think, you know, I mean, obviously I think if you like Doctor Who, it's going to be better. But I think it was a it was a decent game. So okay. it was just called Doctor Who Don't Blink, um, and it's it's new. It's it's a brand new game right. that just came out. You and I also got yeah, in to yeah. play the, uh, the other week of Zapotec because you had just bought it. It was really funny, actually, Richie. Uh, you weren't here yet, and I said, "Oh, I want to play Zapotec," and Clef was like. What's that? I said, it's the game you have <laughs> on, on your, your shelf. shelf. <laughs> 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 Whoops. <laughs> so we uh, we broke that open uh, and just played straight from the rule book, which actually wasn't too bad with that game. It is by Fabio Lopiano and Board and Dice Games. So you are going to be playing a, a card from your hand. You have these action cards in your hand. You're going to be mm -hmm. playing a card from your hand to basically do a certain action. Usually you're in the beginning of the game, you're trying to build out on your board. So you got to have resources to do it, though. But you are activating a grid of, of things based on that card that's going to get you a resource. And then hopefully you'll be able to build out on the board as well. And once you build, then in future turns, you will be able to activate that building again and get the resource. And so you're kind of trying to do that as well as score area majority uh, in certain rounds as well. But what's interesting is the last thing on your turn is you take a card to from this row to go into your hand to be your next action card. And then the one that gets left out there at the end of the turn is going to go onto the board to score majority for the next turn. So there's a whole interesting, I think that's my favorite mechanism of the game, mm -hmm. is, is the gamesmanship of, okay, what card do I want to take into my hand, but what card also, and, and it makes one of the last players to act more interesting too, uh, as it goes around the horn, what card do I want to leave out there to hopefully score the next round? Mm -hmm. Yep. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah, I, I thought that was the most interesting part of it. Otherwise, it was, you know, basically you're just collecting resources and building buildings, and, you know, the, the, the rest of it was not all that exciting. Um, I felt like it just took a little longer than what I would want to for that game, too. The problem with that game, I don't think it was how long the game as a whole lasted, but yeah. every player does all their things, yeah. and we're so mm. used to micro-turns that you are there are decisions to make in this on every turn and and usually a few decisions to make right and so everybody's turn was taking at least at the very least two minutes if not a, a lot longer yeah you couldn't plan really because right. it was like okay now that it's my turn now what's available and that type of stuff yeah and so it was definitely once i was done with my turn it was like all right it might be five to seven minutes before, before it gets back, back to my turn and then that kind of sometimes that will check me out of a game yeah. sometimes. Where I'm it just was like, easy. Oh boy, I just don't care. It was easy to get checked yeah. out there. Mm. Now the other aspect that I would say, because it's a Fabio Lopiano title, and he is so much about shared incentives and building on what other people do, 
uh, there, there's this making temples aspect, and you can put those out for hopefully scoring um, at the end of the game. But if you build the base of a temple, uh, there are smaller temples to be built too, but you have to build your big temples first, which have like three stacks on them. Now you can build on top of your own t temple on successive turns, or somebody else can get in on uh, get in on it and build on top of your temple, which will get them certain scoring bonus bonuses. Uh, you do, no matter what, get certain points for building out there, but you get a lot more points for a finished temple. Yeah. So you're sometimes kind of deciding, if I do this, will people help me, or am right. I going to be stuck? Where I, I built a couple of layers of my temple, but nobody helped me finish it, where you and Nate did uh, finish your temple. So yeah. hmm. um, There were also these uh, cards that you could score points from. Uh, we just ignored those. Right. And it wasn't that, you know, just... Because everything else was kind of more, it was tight. I mean, it was definitely right. tight. You weren't like just resource rich or anything. So, those scoring objective cards too. To be fair, said make sure you have some of this and not of this, and and there were just a lot of words on them. Right. So we were kind of like, you know what? I don't even want to sit and yeah. pay attention to that. Right. So yeah. if, with subsequent plays and or different cards, maybe you would pay more attention. Right. But I, I would say, so what I would say about this game is if somebody has it, I really suggest a play of it, but you might have to decide before you uh, buy, you know, play it before you buy and yeah. see what you what you think of it. And it's one of those weird games where I would say, well, I'd rather just play it at two players because it'd be quicker. Mm. Yet I feel like then you don't have the interaction out on the board where right. I'd almost be like, no, nah, I'd rather have it at more players. But then I've got to wait longer. So it's it's just in that weird zone of yeah. Uh, I it's don't almost know. like it's almost like you tell two other of your friends, I want you to go without me and play this game three times and then get good at it so we can all have a fast game. So we can have a it. fast game and go, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's Zapotech from Board and Dice. Nice. All right. Well, um, let's talk a little business, shall we? Sure. Yeah. Do you want to come to PPCon? Yeah, I do. I'll be there. Then you better say quickly by the time you hear this episode, because All right. you have maybe two days after this episode drops. I'm going to say two days after this episode drops. That's it. And then I have to cut off because I have to turn in all the numbers, and I got to have everything ready for the food and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to come to PPCon, do it quickly. All right. If you listen to this episode three days after it comes out, don't ask me to come to PPCon. <laughs> you out? Did you? you yeah, I. I mean, okay. So I should tell my mom she needs to get in. You should tell right, your mom. Okay. Yeah. she needs to get in now. By the way, we were yeah. we were playing like my mom came over and we were playing family games last last weekend, and uh, we played Wavelength, which I really enjoy that game. Mm -hmm. I think that's fun. But my mom could not get the hang of it, and and she, she did not know. She's like, well, how do I know uh, who's so ugly or who's so handsome? You know, I was like, Mom, you just have to pick something that you think everybody else will know where to right, turn the dot. Right, right. She right. thought like there is a definite wrong oh. and right answer, and I was like, <laughs> she wasn't getting it. Finally, she did, but she's like, this game's dumb. Like this game is really. Wow. I mean, she was really. But that's why my son loves playing games with her because she just announces like emphatically it's dumb and actually now the rest of my family wants her to have uh, a spot on the pod i said you don't even listen to the podcast anymore mom you can't come on she's like no uh, this game is dumb or it's good that's my new segment hey, i like <laughs> she it could come I on with like a clap right that could good be a segment or dumb. Yeah. 
So, all right. Well, anyway, uh, I'm really looking forward to PPCon. Uh, whether my mom's there or not, it should be a great time. Uh, yeah, honestly, like I said, though, I mean, if you're interested, please let me know ASAP. Uh, there are still rooms available, and there's still plenty of the weekend passes available. But, uh, yeah, let me know soon. It should be, I mean, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah. It's going to um, be a blast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that's business. We don't have to talk about Great Plains Game Festival anymore because we're here. Hey, Punch Bunch. Are you tired of having all your resources and chits all over the table? Well, do I have a solution for you? Magnetic hex trays from 3D Bitspace. They will keep your table organized and be a huge space saver. So head on over to 3dbitspace at etsy.com and order yours today. And if you mention Punchboard Paradise, you're going to get a free hex tray. You know, there's so many games. I walk into the store and I'm just, I'm like, I, I'm overwhelmed. And then they're just kind of stacks on stacks. It's kind of a mess. I, hey, I'm going to tell you what to do. What? All right. You should go to Hobby Town in Lincoln, Nebraska. You know why? Why? Because they have a great staff there that's going to help you pick out a game. So they'll help me choose a game that's right for me and my family? Absolutely. You go in there, you kind of tell them maybe what you're interested in. All their staff is very well knowledgeable about games and they can pick out different ones. They can make suggestions. And you know what? If they don't have it, you know what they'll do? What? They will order it for you and get it and it doesn't cost you any shipping. That's big in today's world. You got two locations in, in Lincoln, Nebraska that you can go and go get all that great help from their great staff. We are now ready to have a conversation with the founder, Mr. Cameron Iwan. Hello there. Welcome. 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 <laughs> Welcome to Game Fest. Hey, thank you. Thank, thank you. Welcome to you. Yeah, yeah, we have we have felt like you have uh, rolled the red carpet out here for us. Yeah, that's very, very nice. Good. I'm thank I'm glad you. to hear that. We yeah. uh, we worked hard to kick it up a notch this year. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, we said we got our own little uh, cubicle here to record in. Yeah. Yep. And we have uh, we have our own table that is reserved for us to play games Just at. That's nice. right. Yeah. I mean, we got these media badges. I mean, I feel like I can go <laughs> anywhere with this right. media badge. Yeah. Like, you, uh, can do you know, that, yeah. yeah. Don't I might go, go interview somebody in the bathroom, you know? Well, I'd say, uh, you should be careful where you try to take that bath. <laughs> You're gonna, that's like my, my wife, when she got ordained because she had to marry two of our friends, she got the special online thing. And so she hangs like minister on, on her like <laughs> rear view mirror. So like when she parks, time, yeah, are you really going to give me a ticket? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, I mean, things look good. Yeah, we uh, uh, just now, uh, probably while you were recording, uh, we had to add in uh, a bunch more tables, about 40 more seats, and wow. they are snapped up and filled already. So wow. Nice. That was we quick. Are, we are sold out. Wow. So Very good. Wow. That's got to that be a good feeling. Awesome. Yes. Because when did you start in this space? In this space? This is our third year. Yeah. And we, we as as... You may recall from from last year, we've we've made it through COVID by just fluke timing of hitting the right times, and mm -hmm. we did not miss a year. We've that is not, crazy. We have not right. missed an event yet. That's awesome. So, so uh, is this? So, what percentage more is this than just last year already? Oh, we're up uh, at least. Uh, let me do the math here. About thirty-three. About a third. About a third. That's, wow, that's Very huge good. growth. Well, yeah. oh, sorry. 
No, we're up double almost from last year. Oh, okay. wow. We're, we're up from our record, record. of 2020 pre-COVID. Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. so that's still, that's huge growth. Yeah. That's yeah. almost big as Clef's growth. No, I mean, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not that. Hey. Not that close. <laughs> uh, wow. So, I mean, you may have to look at a, a new venue for next year then. We are. We're, we're definitely looking at new uh, venues other than this room. We may stay at Lancaster Event Center. We, we want to stay in Lincoln, of course. Sure. There's, there's only so many places you can go. So we are. We are looking to grow. Wow. Yeah. That is very cool. And, awesome. and next year will be our 10th year. So oh, wow. it's going to be our big, this, yeah. is, this is our ninth year, and, and so we want to make it big. That is, that is amazing, Cameron. That is, I mean, just absolutely really special. It, so. it, it is humbling how um, it has grown. Yeah. I mean, just, and it shows right now how, you know, I mean, I realize board games are still not, you know, as popular, obviously, as video games and other arts and entertainment, but... It has grown a lot to be able to get to this point where people are like, hey, let's go to a board game convention. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, this same weekend we have, uh, I don't know if you saw, but there's a, a dinosaur thing going on, like a dinosaur zoo. Yeah, yeah. The Jurassic. Kids so yeah, yeah. We're, we're up against that. Now, we're, we're, we're up against, you know, other forms of entertainment. Yeah. Sure. Huge, you know, for, for a, a space our size. And yeah. so. Um, yeah, it's it's awesome, and it, again, it's humbling to have people come and choose. Yeah, choose board games and choose ours. Yeah, I mean, because there's a lot of families out there. I see a lot mm -hmm. of you know, I mean, which is good. You know, I mean, wives and kids and stuff like yes. that. You know, because obviously, typically, you see a lot of male people in. Oh, yeah. You know, for this, and I mean, I would say right now, I mean, I'd say it's it's fifty fifty out we, there between men and women, which is always, great. You know? I don't know. That's, I'd say we'd work hard at that, but but. I was going to ask you, you guys kind of make that a, a, an emphasis if you can. Yeah, absolutely. Half of our leadership is, is female. We, we've got great people all across the board. We're always working. We, we're, we're, we work to, to diversify in, in all the ways, but, it, you know, we, we, we appreciate what we can do and, and bring in uh, more people of all different types, ages, You'll see there's octogenarians in there. Clef, I'll tell you what that is later. Good, because I have no idea. <laughs> uh, well, that's great. I mean, that, that is just absolutely great. Do you have a, I mean, do you have a vision for five years down the road where you would like to have this be? Absolutely, yeah. We've, we've, so our team grew from four founders to, we have a team of 16. Wow. And that's official. Like, that's. Like, these are people that work their butts off. We don't get anything out of this. We pay blood, sweat, tears, and money, uh -huh. and time, and energy. Right. Um, it's a labor of love. So the vision is definitely to keep growing people. Um, we are a, a 501c3 uh, nonprofit. Uh, so we also do things throughout the year. And we really want to push growing that in the next two to three years. So by five years, we're working a lot with the public school systems. Uh, really getting integrated for board games, just just board games. That's that's what we're here for. Oh, man, very games. cool. So, kind of using those as uh, teaching tools in the school. Oh, yeah, and in our in our area, Lincoln, um, and I know Omaha is too. They're they're big on that. They they get it. It seems. Yeah, yeah. Spielbound mm -hmm. as a yep. focus with that too, and yep. yeah, that's very cool. Same. Well, I, I want to ask, uh, what are you into right now? I know you, obviously your plate is full, but like gaming-wise, gaming, gaming wise. Late, lately gaming-wise, be it old games or new, what are you what are you into these days? I, well, I, I am never cult of the new. I'm I'm not. 
I don't I don't fall for that. I like I like good games. So so um, definitely lighter than than what a lot of you guys talk about. Um, well, you that's know. a that's up for dispute oh, yes. lately. I obviously, <laughs> yeah. I, I usually I go for the lighter games like Arch Nova. Yeah, <laughs> right. it was a pretty light game. Yeah, right? yeah. Light game yeah. You're yeah. uh. <laughs> <laughs> gonna try to get me in trouble again here. <laughs> well, he doesn't need help. He doesn't need help. <laughs> um, I do like that, uh, but even even the the lighter. I know you mentioned Lost Ruins Arnak and things that I you know. I, I like those types of games. Two-hour games. I don't really get into draggy games that, that go long. Mm -hmm. so, plus, running events like this, you need games that can teach fast. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I've just naturally steered towards that, just organically, mm -hmm. even whether it doesn't matter what I like. <laughs> okay. It's what's accessible. Right. Uh, okay, but I'm going to call a little bull here because okay. uh, <laughs> your staff pick... <clears throat> Is Terra Mystica? Yes. Well, what part of light and <laughs> hey. doesn't drag is that game? Right? That, that's, that, that, <laughs> that is my favorite game. Uh -huh. Okay. Even over Gaia Project. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I I get why Gaia Project is a better game, but sure. I just like Terra Mystica sure. better. Sure. Sure. Mm. So yes, I definitely I like I like the heavy games. Just the ability to play them mm -hmm. and learning new heavy games is such can be such a hassle. Right. Whereas learning a new hour long, maybe hour and a half long game. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Absolutely. So okay. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Do you now? I I know you have kids. Do they game with you? Oh yeah. The, so my kids, they're they're teenagers now. Yeah. So they're both here helping out and stuff. That's um, nice. Yeah. We we play all the time. They're uh, finally. It's been decades trying to get them into magic. Ooh. Ooh. Magic now. This, there you this, go. This, they're practically late in life. Yeah. Well. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's mm -hmm. funny. But. Uh, and and every all all the games, yeah, yeah. Uh, my my youngest, his favorite is Catan. He just that's great. He, he likes Terra Mystica. He mm -hmm. loves all the the good. Yeah. He just comes back to Catan. He got a 3D Catan for Christmas. So Ooh, nice, nice, nice. Good, good stuff. Yeah. My son likes that too. It's a lot of it has to do with the negotiation, though. Yeah. You know. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Always making him feel like he has the best deal. <laughs> uh, so the big thing from this year is you got a kind of a top-notch comedian. Yes. So have you had a chance to uh, chat with with Grant Lyon at all? I not not officially. No, I really okay. haven't had a chance to sit down. Had a you know talk to him a little bit. Got to sure. see his comedy show, which was yes. really good. Yeah. Yes. I was I, I impressed at how much I was cracking up from. Stand-up comedy, pretty much just about board games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, you know, it was some of his material from his TikToks and stuff. But he's the the key with him, and I didn't realize this till uh, chatting with him, um, is he's a comedian first. So he's been a professional comedian, uh, stand-up for seventeen years. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then came into board gaming about eight years ago, and then COVID and TikTok and and hitting that way, and found this niche of combining the two. So he knows the comedy route first. He's not just one of us doofuses. I can do stand-up. I'm funny. You know, yeah. thinking yeah. that we're funny yeah. when yeah. Yeah. The, the rest of us all know right. that we're not funny. Right. He's I mean, looking a lot at you, Carl. I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me thinking yeah. I could be funny. Yeah. It's the voices. Uh, no, I could tell. <laughs> Well, that's more, serious, voices, that's more serious yeah. acting. Yeah. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, he's not trying to be funny. That's, 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 true. that's a, a good point. That's yes, a good point. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't best actor I, I in my senior yeah, year yeah. for nothing. Okay, <laughs> But I could tell, you know, you, 
sometimes you hear, and I don't want to say, you know, maybe more celebrity type of people, oh, they're into board games, and then you hear them talk, and they're like, yeah, you're not really into board games. Right. You could tell Grant really was into board games and knew board games, which Absolutely. was and I, appreciative for I, me. I, yeah. I find that a lot, that a lot of the, quote, content creators in board game aren't actually, they just chose a thing. They threw a dart and right, fell right. on that. Mm-hmm. No, Grant is, I mean, he's designed a board game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a party game, and it's a great one. And, uh, yeah, it's, he's, he's in. But if you, he had a great episode on five games for Doomsday too. And if you listen yes. to, if you listen to him, like he, he kind of evangelizes the hobby or was to other comedians. And so like that yes. party game outlet for him is kind of yes. the way to get the people in. in. Yeah. yeah. And that's how he got in with party anyway. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I th- one of his best jokes I thought was uh, where he was like talking to a buddy and he was like, yeah, I just played a game. I don't like board games. And he's like, oh, okay, really? What, what games have you played? He's like, well, I've only played like Monopoly and things like that. And he's like, okay, so what game do they teach you? He goes, well, it had these woodland creatures and everybody had a different power. And he's like, you played Root? But you don't not like board games. They just skipped about eight steps. Yeah. Yeah. There. Right. And I was like, yeah, uh, that was that was pretty that funny. Was, yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. jumping from Goodnight Moon to War and Peace. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's how you got to put it. Yeah, for a book. Yeah. You don't not like reading. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's your five. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was pretty good. So, yeah, he was. Uh, it really seems like a great guy. So that was that was yes. cool. How do you go about getting somebody like that? You know, uh, it, it's. We've, we've got a great team. Um, one person in particular on our team, Rachel Blasky, does a lot of that. Um, she's entrenched uh, in, in the, the field, in the industry. But also, just as we grow, it, it just makes more sense for people to come here. You know, last mm-hmm. year you had the, we had Bonacore, and, and this year we have Grant. We're, we're going to – we started out as just we want to be open gaming. The library, open gaming, no scheduled events. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Come play some games, and as we get more and more people, you need to to change it up because people want different. People want different things. We'll have an artist throw maybe some year. We'll have. Um, we're not going to get into video games per se, but we might do some more. We've tried an escape room. We'll have more panels and more like you guys and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. workshops maybe, um, especially if we change venues where we can have separate rooms and do littler things. We we we're just bringing in new stuff, and one of those awesome. is special guests. Okay. Yeah. Well, it is. It's it's great. It's great to be here. And it, you can kind of see, like, we were here last year, but it was sort of tentative, you know. I mean, it, COVID was still a big, big thing, you know, and yeah. everybody was being very careful. And I think that's why numbers were down a little bit last year. But you can see everybody is so happy to be out and be with each other um, and be clearly. in this space. And yeah. it's yeah. just, it's really good. Awesome. It's a great atmosphere. All right. Well, congratulations. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Congratulations Thank you. to you. You're you're off the hot seat. You're not going to get any <laughs> rapid fire crazy <laughs> questions. Yeah. He was really worried about nice ex- to I, you. I think he was worried yeah. about like yeah. ex girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> we, we'll talk about all that offline. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Cameron, very much. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you guys for being out here. Okay, so, well, we are back with another special, special guest, Mr. Grant 
Lion. Oh, thanks. I got yeah. a couple thanks of specials. That there. means I'm the most yeah. special. Yeah. You are. Exactly. You are much more special than Cameron for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't care if he founded this festival. <laughs> That's right. I'm the exactly. special one this time, Cameron. Uh, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, so we wanted to, we wanted to get you on and ask you a couple questions. You came and uh, and did some bang up comedy on Thursday night. Yeah, I've really already been raving about you. So yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. So you nice better be you. funny on the. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear the special, special joke? That was great. <laughs> it was. You're right. You're right. Let's just play that over and over. Uh, so, so tell me, I, I, I'm sure you get this a lot. And, yeah. and by the way, I would love to recommend, you were great on uh, Five Games for Doomsday, too. That oh, was cool. awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I love Ben. So, yeah. But tell me, uh, for our listeners, how, how did you get started in comedy? I always feel like that's an interesting question, but... Yeah, so, I mean, comedy, a long time ago, I started when I was a sophomore in college, uh, so I've been doing it for, like, 17 years now. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because I didn't know that comedy really existed growing up. I, I grew up in a fairly strict household. We weren't allowed, I was allowed to watch two hours of TV a week growing up, wow. things like mm-hmm. that. So it's not like my parents didn't have comedy records or things like that, but I was always, like, the kid that was quick with a Simpsons quote or something like right, that. Sure. You know, I, I love I found out my mom would go to sleep early and I would sneak up and watch Saturday Night Live and stuff like that. But I never knew what stand up was. And then I got to college and my roommate played uh, a Mitch Hedberg album. Oh, sure. Love Mitch That was Hedberg. the first comedy album I ever heard and it blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. I was like, What? This guy just tells jokes. That's it. That's amazing. And so, I, even I was still so naive about comedy that I didn't go, "Oh, this is awesome! I should seek out more of this." I just listened to that one album over and over, <laughs> and over, and I memorized it all. And I basically would just do the jokes for my friends. And a bunch of my friends were like, "Man, you should try this for real." And I was like, "Nah, I can't. Like, I'm only funny because I'm doing yeah. this great guy's jokes." And Enough people said it, and then actually, I was I played soccer for my university, and it was on a tour bus after we won a game and everybody was feeling good. Somebody got up and started telling jokes on the microphone up front, and people were like, Grant, go do some Mitch Hedberg jokes up there. <laughs> and so I got up in front of just my teammates and did like 20 or 30 minutes of Hedberg jokes, and then that was when I was like, oh, maybe I could, like, ma- this was fun. Like, maybe mm-hmm. I should actually try doing it. And then so I just started writing my own stuff. And then, like, the first times I ever did my own jokes were at, like, college house parties where people would shut off the music and be like, everybody shut up. Grant's going to tell jokes for 10 minutes. (laughs) And I would stand on a couch in front of, like, a party of college kids and tell jokes for 10 minutes. So, like, the first time that I went to, like, an actual open mic and everybody was, like, there for the open mic, I was like, oh, man, this is a cakewalk. This is great. Nice. Do you have some screenwriting credits, too? Is that that true? Yes, I do. Yeah. So I I wrote um, and produced a short film years ago that was in the small pool of films that was eligible for a Short Film Academy Award. uh, Very cool. In, like, 2013. And then I've won some different competitions uh, as like for feature length um, screenwriting and stuff as well. That's so, awesome. You know, I, you guys know anything in the creative world, you end up wearing a bunch of hats. Sure. Right. Yeah. Sure. You know, you you just as a comedian, you're a writer, you're a performer, you're you know all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. So. Yeah. Do you still now? Do you still follow soccer? I mean, is that oh, still yeah. a thing? Okay. Yep. You're still yeah. a big soccer fan. Oh yeah, then. big uh, big World Cup guy, uh, big EPL guy. Uh, 
stuff like that. That's so, great. Yeah, I love it. Okay. So tell me about uh, how, how has comedy changed? I mean, uh, with COVID being around, there's not so many shows and yeah, that kind no, of stuff. it was weird. Let me tell you. Yeah. Zoom comedy. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I did a lot of shows uh, on Zoom, especially that first year yeah. of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, that now we've started opening up, especially for like outdoor events and things like right. that. But that first year, I, I didn't get on stage for about for over a year. Not oh, at all. That's so hard. Uh, yeah. Live. And, you know, I will say the one thing that was kind of funny about Zoom comedy is because it didn't feel like real life to me. It, the, the stakes felt so low right. that I was like, I, I'll, I don't care. I'll do whatever. I did one show from the shower. I was yeah. like, this will be funny. I'll just be in the shower while I do this. Like, I don't, you know? Right, yeah. Just Here's like me that. with toast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I can see that. Uh, and so, it's you know, it's nice that, like, yeah, so like Mar mid March of 2020, and then the first time I had got got on stage live again was May 2021. So wow. yeah, does so that feel? I mean, do you feel like uh, you know singers and other performers? You know, you feel like sometimes you get out of shape. Do you feel like comedy muscles? It's always there. Or? Well, I mean, there's definitely some flexing that you need to do. So the the one thing I would say is that. When I came back, I like had to think about what I was gonna do on stage more than I did before because there's a difference between doing 10 minutes on a Zoom show and doing an hour on stage. Mm -hmm. Like, I can do, you know, even if it's like 30 minutes, I could do that in my sleep. Sure. But when I'm doing like an hour, okay, okay, I need to think about it a little bit more. Where do I want the show to go? Like that sort of stuff. But when I'm doing an hour, a bunch, you know, in a row, then I don't have to think anymore, which is a really great place to be because that's when like the spontaneous stuff happens where I'm going to throw this in or I'm going to you know I'm going to let this show lead me in this direction and I know I can find my way back to other stuff that only happens when you're doing it regularly right you know what I felt like when I got good at comedy I mean there's a few different sort of markers but one of the one of the things that was a thing that I noticed that was probably like this came maybe somewhere in like the eight to 10 years of doing it range is when I can be saying something on stage and thinking in my head about what I want to do five minutes from now. Mm, like hard, I, it's yeah. like you almost can like split your brain and be doing these two thoughts at once. And that's just something that comes with experience. Mm. That know? sounds that yeah. sounds awesome, but yeah. not tough to do. <laughs> yeah. Tough yeah, to yeah. do. Okay. Well, uh, I have to ask, have you ever been slapped while you've been on stage? No, but I've been. I've had other stuff happen. <laughs> you can legitimately Ooh. find a video online of a wrestler coming up on the stage and kneeing me in the groin. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what? Yeah, that happened. Yeah, that happened maybe 10 years ago, something like that. And that was not uh, planned. That was not planned. Wow. No. Yeah. Wow. He was uh, just that upset with your act or what? So Why? he he was at a table with like they were like semi-professional wrestlers and he was just you know used to the attention being on him and mm. did not like mm. the attention being on me and so like he was heckling but literally i'm not making this up he was like heckling and then standing up and flexing for the crowd. <laughs> he had, a, he had a, like a, a sleeveless batman shirt on, and he was like flexing when it and it was just like for a while i was being playful right, about it. Right, right, right. And then, like, eventually you're like, dude, shut up. Yeah, right? yeah. Just, it's like, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. This. Right, like, it's right. annoying at this point. 
And I didn't. I let him do that stuff for like probably 35 minutes. And oh then, my gosh. And then I said something on stage where I was like, he just, then he started, he wrote no on a sign and just kept holding up no. <laughs> this guy was working like, hard. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I was like, I said something like, man, I like, I was being funny and playful. And then I said something where I was like, man, you. Are you proud of yourself? You fake fight for a living. (laughs) You think your mom tells people about you that this is what you've dedicated to your life? And I like was like pretty aggressive about it. And he was like, "What'd you say?" And I was like, "You heard me. You're not gonna do anything. You can't do anything. You only fake fight." (laughs) Sort of. All right. (laughs) And then he walked on the stage, and I'm somebody for better or for worse, does not back down at mm. all, which gets me into trouble sometimes because <laughs> I will, I'll never start a fight, but I also won't, like, walk away walk from away. it. Right. So this guy got right up in me, and I pressed my he- head into his forehead, and I was like, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> uh, uh, and then he'd need me in the groin. And then, there you go. And then walked away. That was your, that was your oh, answer. Boy. Yeah. Uh, well, look, wait since, to look this up. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> since we're at a board game convention yeah. and uh, it's it's about board games, uh, tell me. I've heard you have designed a board game, right? I, yeah, I have. Yeah, so I, you know, I got into board games young through Magic the Gathering, and then got into other things in my teens and twenties and stuff like that, and then maybe you know eight or nine years ago found my way back to modern board games. Uh, my buddy was hosting game nights and playing things like code names and cash and guns and you know mm-hmm. good sort of fun party welcoming games, uh, and then so I got kind of more involved in the world of modern board games, and then six like five or six years ago I have another buddy uh, who has multiple games published, and he was like, hey, every game I've done to this point has been like a family strategy game, but I want to do like a party game. You're funny, and I know you like games. Would you be interested in working on a game? And I was like, it's not something that I ever thought about doing, but I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, I I love games, and you know the world a lot better than I do. I would have nowhere to start, but Mm -hmm. because you know where to start, sure. And so we just started working on that game in, like, 2016. You know, worked on the design of it for a year and the playtesting for a year and then started pitching it to some various different publishers and stuff like that. And that was like 2018 was like the first time I ever went to a con, you know, and was mm-hmm. like, I remember him being like, hey, we should go to one of these so we can like pitch. And I was like, that's a thing? What? <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. You know, yeah. you just don't know about the world as much. So then, you know, then got, we were pitching a bunch and then, you know, that got done. And then I started, I didn't start doing any like media stuff or anything until like the pandemic and things. But yeah, Ooh. so so it's a... The the game is just a, a silly fun party game. Uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like Mad Libs for roast jokes. You are put, you're making up insults and throwing insults down on other oh, people nice. and stuff. So that sounds fun. It's, yeah. it's open ended. So like I you know for someone like me, a game like a you know a Cards Against Humanity is very boring because it's Ugh. all the jokes are written. I, I don't get no. any agency over it. So it was kind of like we wanted to make the opposite type of game. There are keywords, but everything else around the keywords you get to make up. Sure. I like that. So, it's, it's more. Well, I have to use the word weak on my insult to you, but that's, you know, all I have to do. Right. You know, sort of right. thing. Okay. And what's it called yeah. again? Curmudgeon. Curmudgeon. Cool. Yeah. Nice. 
All right. Nice. Well, I, I just want to ask real quick. Uh, well, first of all, what, what's what's the hotness for you right now? What what's a game that you're kind of into? That's... I'm really loving Wonderland's War. Oh, right really? Now. Yeah, we've been yeah. playing a lot of it. In that's my uh, group. Is that Druid uh, City Games? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Them and Skybound right. together. Right. Cool. Uh, so, I'm somebody as a gamer. I want strategy, but I also want excitement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like a heavy euro doesn't do it for me because I'm like I just I don't I want there to be some luck, some like randomness in it. I want to be able to mitigate that. I don't want to just be like so frustrated that the dice aren't working in my favor. Mm -hmm. But Wonderland's War is a great game. Like a game that I use a, as an example of that sort of stuff. That's one of my all-time favorites. Is like Champions of Midgard. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Where it's like okay, we got you. You're really thinking about where you're placing your workers, all that stuff. But then. You can just gamble and roll some dice. Right, you know? right, right, right. I yeah. love that type of thing. And Wonderland's War is, it's got a lot going on. It. It's got worker placement, rondelle system. It's got um, area control, and it's got bag building, but there's still that just like reaching the bag. Like, this is how we do combat. We just pull from our bag, and let's see if I if, who's going to win, you know? Yeah. And I mm -hmm. like that excitement factor of just like reaching in your bag and and hoping it works out, you know? You, you've bought these things, but there's no necessary, it's not necessary that right. you're gonna get those things, you know? Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. All right, cool. So, well, yeah. I wanna ask you quick, uh, we like to ask our fast five on here. It's just cool. kind of a fast five board game questions. Uh, what's the maddest you've ever been in a game? The maddest, so I bought this game on my birthday one year called Mountains of Madness. Uh, and I don't know, do you guys like that game? I have not played it. I know of it. I've played it once. I believe. That's one where you get all the insanity. Yes, you yeah, are going yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, You're going up the is, mountain. It's a cooperative yeah. game where you are working your way up a mountain. But as you get higher up on the mountain, you get madness cards. And madness cards make it harder to communicate. And so I have played this game Part of the reason I did, I did this was I would played this game with one of these people before. We, this was our second time playing. And we didn't love the first play, but we were like, we're going to give it another shot. <laughs> and then, I, you know, I'm the rules explainer in my group. Sure. But I'm like, this isn't the first time this person has played. So, like, they should be able to do it. And I got the card, the madness card, where I could only say yes or no. And so, like... We got to that point, and then we just started failing every round because I couldn't be telling them <laughs> what, what to, to do. do. Yeah. And they're all like, are you going to help us? And I'm like, yes. And they're like, are you going to help us right now? And I'm like, yes. And they're like, what should we do? And I'm like, yes. And they're like, you know, and, and I'm too much of a gamer to break the rules. I'm right. like, look, this is the experience the game wants yeah. us to have. So this is, don't blame me. This is the game's fault, all right? And my friend, you've played this before. You should be able to. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, yes. Like, Please do something, and I'm like, no. And then she started like she was got so frustrated she started crying, and I was like, all right, we're done, like, game over. It was a great birthday. Oh, yeah. I love it. Uh, well, tell me, do you have a do you have a sentimental game that you own? Something that you that you like that it Stratego means a lot to you? All like right, a classic game I will still always play. That's a game I played a lot with my brother when we were like growing up and stuff like that yeah. so if, if there's any sort of classic sentimental game from childhood that I'll still play now Stratego awesome yeah. awesome what is a win that you were most proud of one of those you just stood up from the table and you're like boom I got this so I played Blood on the Clock Tower for the first mm -hmm. time mm. um, in like a 12 player game uh, not that long ago and 
a bunch of, let's say nine of the 12 people had played a bunch of times, and it was my first time playing. And, and for anybody, our audience, yes, it's a social deduction it game. It's a social yep. deduction game, but it's a social deduction game without player elimination with a ton of variable player power. So everybody's doing different things. You're always involved. Well, I got my first game I ever played this, I got the, um, I forget what they call the main bad guy. There's like one main bad guy and then like two cronies. And I was the main bad guy oh, man. on my very first play Oof. of this game. And, uh, but, you know, I got a lot of acting experience, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and so the guy that was running the session, you could do these breakout rooms where you can kind of like talk to somebody and give any information you want. Mm -hmm. And I played it off so well where I was like, he was like, what, what's, what are you doing? What are you rolling? And I was like, well, I, don't, I don't think that I'm supposed to say this early on. Like, I don't know. I just started playing. I don't, I don't want to give away too much information. And he's like, well, is there something? And I, I knew that I had, they give you a couple fake powers when you're the bad guy. And I had one fake power that could be used once a game. And I was like, if I play dumb about, well, I don't want to say this because I can, I think I can only do this once a game. And he was like, oh, you're, okay, so you're this role? And I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm that role. And he was like, oh, you're that role. And I made, and he then went to bat for me every time. <laughs> That's awesome. Because he thought I was this one role that I wasn't. He was like, no, 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 no. This is Grant's first time playing. He's this person over here. That's perfect. And then, and then I won the whole game the first time playing that as the nice. bad guy. And I was just oh, like, yes. That reveal uh, when you go, yeah. 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 no, it wasn't that one. I'm not as dumb as I look. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Oh, that was awesome. Okay, so tell me a game that you think uh, people that know you pretty well would be surprised that you like or are surprised that you like. Well, I'm somebody that likes a lot of, that likes a lot of player interaction. So I think it, it would be surprising when, like, you know, I respect Wingspan as a great game. It's a very well-designed game. It's not my personal favorite because it's basically multiplayer solitaire, mm -hmm. you know? So it's just not my type of a game. So, like, a game that I love that doesn't have that much player interaction? I'm trying to think of what that would be because that would be surprising. And I know that there are a few like that where... You know, like a new one that I'm really liking a lot that doesn't have that much player interaction is Creature Comforts. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, where there's like, what you do doesn't really affect what I do sure. very much, but it still has that dice rolling, right. gambling sort of aspect to it. So as a new game, that's for sure one that I think are a little surprised that I like as much as I do. And another one, a new one that I'm liking, same thing, is Meeples and Monsters, where I've been liking that game a lot recently. And that's another one that's very little player interaction between all of us, but you're still bag building, and I st there's still enough of that excitement sure. for me in the bag building. Right. Okay, nice. Yeah. Well, lastly, what's a game that you learned to love? Like, you started out, and you, you played it, and you're like, nah, I don't think so, not so much. Man, a game that I learned to love. Oh, this is a hard one. You know, I think Splendor, honestly, was like that for me early on, where I was like, I think... Probably because that was also like a changing of tastes, mm -hmm. right? A little bit. Mm -hmm. Like when I first started getting in, I was only really playing party games. And Splendor was one of the first, like, you know, it's obviously very light that we know now once sure. you know other right, right, games. Right. Mm -hmm. But that was a game where I was like, 
oh, this isn't like that funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> this is not a funny game. I like the funny games. <laughs> so I think at first I was like, I don't know, I guess. But then my buddy loved it, and so we started. That was still. That was probably one of the games that got me into more strategy games. Where then the more you play it, and the more you can try to try different strategies and, and sort of work out what you do. I was like, oh, there's a lot of fun in that too. It doesn't just have to be like laugh out loud. Like there's a lot of interesting parts in just trying to figure out a strategy and stuff. So that probably that that was one of the games that probably pushed me past like the code names and the cash and guns and the telestrations and that sort of stuff. Right. So right. while I didn't know if I liked it that much on the first play, then I started getting it. And now like engine like I love It's a Wonderful World. I don't mm. know if you've ever played that. Sure. One. Yeah. Like that for me is like if anybody's like, oh I like Splendor, I'm like, well then play this one. I'll never play Splendor again now. Yeah. Because there's mm. other engine builders that I like that are even more strategic than Splendor and stuff. So sure. Yeah. Sure. Great. That's a great yeah. example. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, it's it's so fun to have you on. Thank yeah, you thank so you. much yeah. for, for coming. It. And yeah. please tell tell everybody what, like where where you can be found, where your social yeah. media stuff and, and Yeah, so you know, if you wanna find me as like a comedian, you can go to grantlion.com and uh, I, I actually I had an album that hit number one on the comedy charts in twenty twenty. You right can on. listen Very to anywhere, cool. like you can find music. Is it you um, in the shower or nope. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> it came out March twenty twenty. Okay, okay. The got it. Of March oh, wow. I know, right? <laughs> Crazy timing. Uh, uh, so that's called scheduled fun time. If you're interested in me as like a board game person, uh, the place I'm most popular is TikTok. So I'm at Grant's Game Rex, R E C S, like recommendations. Grant's Game Rex on TikTok and Instagram and uh you know, I'm doing like TikTok. I got like 150,000 followers over there. That's and a great. Couple million views a month and stuff. So yeah, very cool. So come on, I do a lot All of right. dumb, silly stuff on there about good games. That's okay. good. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Good right. stuff. Yeah. Thank, good. You. Thank you so yeah. much for joining yeah. us. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Well, that was that was cool. Oh man, I had I was actually I had some tears coming out. So <laughs> he is a funny guy. He so is. That is that was like I wish you guys could have seen the comedy special because it was I mean spot on with some of this board game stuff. Well, guys, I think we got a draft. We got to do. We do. I'm so pumped for this. We are a cue this draft music because here we go. Woo! We do not. Oh, wait, though, but we do the... Uh, Swazi. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, we got we, it. No, the punishment, should. yeah. So Chad's last. He can't roll. Wait, so no, no. So it's just no. a Swazi between us. So just a Swazi between us. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Chad. Too bad. That's how it goes. Oh, boy. All right. Let's Swazi here, Richie. All right. You ready? Clef right. got it. I'm first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are officially doing... Best games to play at a con. That's yep, right. That's that's the list. Okay. Here we go. Richie, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody how we draft here at Punchboard Paradise. So at Punchboard Paradise, we like unique lists. That's why we draft. And we're going to do a serpentine draft, which all that means is that if you draft last in the first round, you will draft first in the second round. We've already swazied. Clef is going to be choosing the order here. And getting us started. Oh, no. Chad's last. So it's me, you, Chad. Oh, that, oh perfect. That was, that was there we go. Awful. <laughs> oh, wow. So I have first pick. 
of what is a great game to play at a con. Now, this is, this is a little bit tough for me because, honestly, a lot of those bigger games, I'm not a big fan of, so I don't want to play them at a con. So I'm going to pick my tried and true, my, my favorite game that's, that everybody can enjoy. It's just fun. It's a blast. And I, every time at a con I play it, I just love it. And that's going to be Skull King. I just, <laughs> this game is just yeah. amazing. We, we just we played just it played not it. too long ago, and it was just, <laughs> it's fun. You don't, and it's just, it's just enjoyable. I love it every time. Easy, if, even if you have to teach people, it's not a hard game to teach. Most people understand trick-taking games. I, you know, and I'm assuming I'm probably going to play this a couple more times, hopefully this con. You know, obviously we're going to play it. We're going to do a tournament of it at uh, PBCon. Clef's rules, though. You do have to be clear yeah, that yeah, when yeah. you play with Clef. People have already said that they're not playing it specifically <laughs> with your rules. They're the, not going to do the, hey, the tournament. Hey, the blind bidding is not even mine. I got that from somebody else. Oh, that's true. But, yeah. I mean, you don't no bonus points if it's not from the oh, original. whatever. It's a, <laughs> the, the old version only had 13s, and then this new version has 14s, and now right. they tried to make those into bonus points. I, I ignore that. That's Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> my absolute... You'll have fun no matter what, though. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's it's just a great, fun game. So my number one game to play at a con is Skull King. All right. All good right. pick. Richie? Uh, my number one pick, it is a game that I don't like outside of a con. Wow. I don't oh, want to play. Okay, That's all right. a really good pick. Um, it, it, and I'm going to t- I'm going to say monikers. I'm, I'm folding times up into this oh okay it's, Dang it. it's okay. the same game okay. uh, yep. you uh, took that from me yeah I, I figured one of you had it on your list and it it is uh like i said it, it's a game that if you said this any other time i'm gonna say no <laughs> most right, likely right. The, the i don't want to play aren't gonna be sitting at a table right. looking to play something no. and say times but if right, we got okay. you know 10 12 people and we yeah. you know splitting off into teams it is a blast to play uh, anytime i'm gonna tell you a secret clef Anytime I get frustrated with Richie, like if I'm irritated at some point, I just imagine Origins and Richie doing new descending a staircase over and over. And it's all good. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah, you took this one, but it's a good pick. Good Good job, Richie. Uh, So monikers for my first pick or time's up. Okay. Got it. All right. All right. This is crazy because I just have so many uh, back to back. And so many of these have like positive memories for me, you know? Like uh, so many of these, I've actually played at a con and have good memories. But uh, the first one I've got to take, I'm going to get the name right today. It's The Estates, okay? Mm, there you God. go. It's The <laughs> Estates. Took one away from me. Dang it. Uh, and Clef actually demoed this for Capstone at one time, just over and over and over. But yeah. I saw him making new friends and just, you know, having a blast doing it. Just, uh, it is a fun game because if I'm going to go to a con, so much of being at a con is about the people. And so any of those games that have negotiation or back and forth or that kind of stuff, you really just you really want to get in on. And in that case, uh, the estates is going to be high on my list. Okay. Good pick. Good pick. Good pick. Uh, the next game, and this is tough for me, but I think the next game I'm going to take, I've only ever played at a con and it's not like, it's not my favorite game. So Richie's kind of like you, like I'm not going to play it outside of a con probably ever. Mm-hmm. And I used to own the game and I was like, Oh, this is never getting played <laughs> except at a con. And that's captain sonar. Uh, mm. it, it, it's just, it's one of those games where you're rooting for your team and you're, you know, I'm not good at it or anything, but it is, it is fun to do in a con atmosphere with a lot of people around. I can see that. And that, that's one I, I have not played. 
because I know it's not the type of game that I would like. Right. And I would also just feel bad that I'm dragging the team down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I stay away from it. Yeah, but it, a great pick. It is, it is a great pick for a con. I totally agree with that. I I don't like it. I don't know, once again, if I don't like the pressure. I don't like the people having to rely upon me. I don't know what it is. But absolutely great con game. Good pick. All right. For my next pick, uh, this is one I played with Chad. We, we played it at, I can't remember what con. Maybe it was ATB con. And then I, I will play it again, but I'll only play it at another con, and that's Sidereal Confluence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Good preferably pick. with people at the same level. Oh, God. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is just a massive negotiation game and, like, resource-generating game. And it, it – I can't say I had fun. I, I enjoyed the experience, and it's one of those that – you know, I would do it again at another con for the experience, sure. but I, I don't want to play the game outside of a con. It's so weird to play like a heavy Euro conversion game like that with negotiation and also playing. I think everybody else but you and I had had played the game before. Mm -hmm. uh, and I kept feeling like and this included Richie in this. I kept feeling like to myself, are you taking advantage of me right now? <laughs> yes. I feel like you're taking advantage and they of were. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they definitely were. <laughs> but it's a solid game to pull out. I think I had a con because one, you got that large player count, and it just it takes a long time to play. Uh, but it, it, it's a, it's a good game and definitely worth trying uh, the next chance you get. Okay, well, I'm I am going to say this game because it is a perfect con game. It's so perfect they made it's it, it's it's got a con named after it. <laughs> and I, Age of Steam is a great con game. I mean, I'm not saying it's not a great <laughs> regular game. But it's a great con game because interesting. Uh, here's what, and I'll say I'm going to make I'm going to press so, you and, and make you say a map too when you're done with it. Okay, well hold on. Okay, okay. yes. Okay, and I'll give you a great map. Good, so, okay. good. Uh, and I'll, I'll give you a, a really good reason why is because one thing at cons, what do you not want to do? Learn rules. Learn rules. Learn rules. Right. Well, a lot of times, you know, I mean, obviously, if you're special, and I'm giving the you know the age of steam con, but even uh, yesterday sat down with three people and myself who all knew how to play Age of Steam, and it was just like a, okay, let's pick a map, and you've got less than three minutes of rules of what's in the new in the map, and boom, you're off and running. And that's one thing about a like about a game at a con is you can get it and play it really fast. You don't have to sit there with a half an hour rule to each type of thing. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'll also say, if you've ever gotten experience and play the extra large Age of Steam map, that is something you can only really do at a con because otherwise you're not going to have room for it. You get these huge maps with these huge giant tiles. It just like you feel like a you know like a big old train baron kind of person getting <laughs> to put these tiles down. It's uh, it's so good. Uh, and okay, I'll give you a map, and the map I'll give you is the uh, uh, what is that? The, it's the dual the, base. The new. Uh, d double base is very double good. Base is good. But I'll say the one that I thought was really good was Central New England. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where it can where be you can divided, play up to eight. Where you can play it up to eight, and yeah. I got to play an eight-player game on the extra-large map. And, oh, but it just clicked along. So, if, I mean, I think we were done in less than two hours, you know, as an eight-player mm -hmm. game of Age of Steam because just people know what they're doing, and you're having a good time, and it's a great map. Uh, so I, I'm going to stand by. I think All Age right. of Steam, great con. I, I would. Um, you'll probably get crap for it from the audience, but Age of Steam Con oh, is so much fun, and yep. Age of Steam itself is just such a great game to to build a con around mm -hmm. that I, I cannot disagree with you. Right on. All right. Uh, for my next one, 
Uh, this is a game that I've I've only really only have played at cons. I'm not saying you can play this other places, but it's one of those that once again simple rule teach, simple for people to just jump in and play. Can play up to I think six players, which is also can be kind of important. And it's a game called Ship Shape. Um, it, like I said, quick, easy to learn, easy to integrate new people into mm -hmm. very quickly. And that's another thing. Once again, at cons, I don't want to be teaching big, heavy games to a bunch of new people. So I think this is a good one. I, it, you know, I'm not going to play this once again. You know, it's not going to be a Thursday night game for us to play type of thing. I'm only probably playing this in party situations and in con type of thing. So I'm going to go with uh, a ship shape. All right. Yeah. I just taught Knox this uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You like it? Yeah, he did enjoy it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, my next pick is going to be Cosmic Encounter. It is basically the yeah. gamer's party game. And I, if I had it on my list, but I was like, I don't like the game. So I, <laughs> I feel bad taking it from Richie. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just so much fun. And last time I played it was at uh, WahooCon. Let's try to get one of those in today. I, re I really, I've still today. never played. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's happening today. Why not? <laughs> well, do you have it? I, I do not have what it. What about the library? We got uh, a library. They might have it over there. Yeah. All, right, all, all right. right. Okay. All right. But all right. I'm, if I'm it's in, in the library, I'll play it. All right. All right. All right. All right. Here, dude, I'm playing it, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, you got a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, I mean, if you get the, the right group together, these two might not be the right group. That's why I might not play with them. But it's. <laughs> He's saying that we're going to ruin it. Wow, he just told us we're going to ruin his experience. Oh, wow. uh, more cleft than Chad. <laughs> but uh, it, it is I'd a blast. I'd be offended if it wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blast with all the different powers. And if you get six plus in that game, it's it's just craziness. So right. cool. All Cosmic right. Encounter. All right. Okay, well, my next one, uh, I've only played a couple times. And uh, I, this is another one that I really only want to play at cons. And I'm not a huge social deduction player, but because of my acting background and theater background, I do enjoy it once in a while. And the one to play at a con with a lot of people is two rooms in a boom. Uh, just because you have those teams and everybody's going in and out and trying to do stuff. And, and uh, you know, just with a large group of people, it, it even feels more thematic. Your one team is trying to assassinate the president. The other team is trying to keep it from happening, basically. And so uh, you want the, 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 basically the person to be in the same room or the bomb person to be in the same room with the president by the time the game ends. And so you're trying to make that happen in crazy, interesting ways. So Two Rooms in a Boom is uh, one of my games to play at a con. And lastly, I know you guys are all expecting it of me. I don't want to let anybody down. I am picking a game uh, that is big and meaty, and that's 1817 because it is about the stock market and uh, basically all the shenanigans that you can have in an 18xx game with the stock market and really shorting the stocks. And it is a big, big, long game. I don't even quite understand, honestly, how it works, even though I've had a couple plays of it. But uh, it, is, it is a big game, and I will be playing it at a con this summer. All right, for my last one, also a stock game, not not big and heavy though, and that's uh, Panic on Wall Street. Uh, actually, I don't know if you can even get this game anymore, <laughs> but uh, it's a in the game you have a, a team of uh, bankers or bank managers, and then you have the investors side, and you can play up. I think eleven is the the highest play count that you can play, and there will be one investor that wins, and there will be one bank manager that wins. And so the bank managers are trying to sell their stocks. It's very chaotic, a lot of yelling, 
a lot of negotiation and the you have as investors you have these tokens where once you make a deal with one of the bank managers you give them your token uh, and a lot of times those are just being flung back at you as because other people are making better deals with them and they just start throwing <laughs> stuff back at you very chaotic uh, but a blast to play when you have a large group and it, it's nice to have a nice big space where you can yell at each other uh, it, well, I mean, right, you might cause right. some issues with the tables around you, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> fun right. to play at a con. Okay. I'm going to finish off with just sometimes a lot. Some people don't have a lot of time to play board games. And so when they get to a con, this is a time where they could schedule a longer, more, you know, operatic type of game. And so I would say that a great con game would be Twilight Imperium. So whatever edition you know you were talking about because uh, you can say all right we're going to have eight people we're going to start at nine in the morning and you know you've got it blocked off and you, you yep. know you've got that time no one's saying hey come home for this or that or whatever you've got the time at the con to do mm -hmm. it so i will say a big epic game like that twilight imperium for my last pick i think it was it origins awesome. where we saw like they had like the fancy yeah. like raised the raised things or the, yeah the and the, yeah yeah that was cool obviously i mean that was they're like all right we're yeah they're there to the play that thing. game yeah, yeah absolutely so all right well that concludes our draft so uh chad came in with the estates he actually remembered the name of it this time <laughs> uh captain sonar two rooms in a boom and 1817 uh, Richie had monikers slash times up, sidereal confluence, cosmic encounter, and panic on Wall Street, and then I had Skull King, Age of Steam, Ship Shape, and Twilight Imperium. Uh, I think that one locks it up. So. <laughs> if we have to draft, I think <laughs> I think your list is uh, pretty we'll airtight. I mean, picking Twilight Imperium. Yeah, that's so, that's pretty you good. Definitely got Jake. I think so we should uh, give one more honorable draft. mention. One more, uh, at least I'm gonna anyway. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, Coliseum the way that we played it at that, <laughs> that game so was long a blast. ago. Wasn't it? Wasn't it fun? Oh, I miss Vince. Oh, I know, right? Uh, we played Coliseum so many, uh, so many years ago at PredsCon, and you had to stand up and announce your show you were putting on. Uh, everybody in the room hated us, but oh, we were imagine. having fun. <laughs> oh my gosh, it, bl it bled over into Scythe, and, uh, and then we just started random randomly yelling things out into Scythe. <laughs> anyway, that was mine. Honorable mention, Coliseum. All right, very good. I'll go cashing guns for my honorable mention. Ooh, okay, yeah. You got the foam guns. You got the toy factor. Yeah. You can play a large group. Yeah. yeah. Right. I see it. Very good. Right. I, I was having a hard time picking four, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is that it, guys? Are we done? We have an obli obligation because we have oh. uh, skipped it the last few times. We're going to talk real quickly. No, uh, yeah. I was trying to trying skip to get it us again. out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were. Well, I mean, to be fair, it, it seems like most of the punch punts skip this game as well. Uh, well, yeah. then we'll just talk about it real quick because uh, it, it is uh, it, it is a game we played. We played it, and we're going to talk we about it. it. We, re re we reviewed, reviewed it. It. Uh, it is... Can Chad remember the name? Nope. Ave Maria. Alma Mater. Alma Mater. There you go. Okay. So many, many, many moons ago, we reviewed Alma Mater. I gave it a four. Nice. You guys gave it threes, okay. right? Three. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you guys were right. You guys were right. Yeah. Uh, well, Here's being, the thing. I would give it a four for production. Oh, yeah. Very good for, maybe, even a five, great, right? maybe a nice. five for production. It was yeah. very good production. Yeah. And honestly, I've been, because it, 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 it's on sale everywhere, because <laughs> no one's buying it. Right. But 
it's still too expensive. Like it's still like thirty dollars. Right. And it, if it drops down to like fifteen bucks, it might it might join the collection. <laughs> Richie's looking for uh, games that he needs books in. <laughs> it's just like uh, okay, I put these books in a different game. So you're going down to a three. Yep. And you're staying at a three. Nah, I mean it is probably a two. I don't know. Yeah. If, I'm dropping to a two. Honestly, I mean, it might have to drop down to ten dollars for me to pick it up, I, I, and then I'll then I'll sell it. I think it would be five dollars, and I would yeah sell it. I don't. Yeah. I I mean I haven't thought about the game since we reviewed it. I sold my copy. Haven't had any desire. No, it got very samey so, quick. Yeah. Quickly. The the whole book economy, on paper, sounded really good. It yeah. was interesting, but it did not didn't come to. Yeah. Well, here's what our Punch Punch says, and it seems none of them, if they've played it, own the game or ha- any longer own the game. Yeah. Ryan Espen said, I did not enjoy my play of Alma Mater, played it at four player, and the economy was such a slog. My turns felt like ages, and I was just hoping for it all to be over. Only played it once, but it's a two for me on the punchboard scale. Yeah, good call, Ryan. Oh, Mr. Evan said, I played it, and I enjoyed it, but not enough to buy it. But I found it more enjoyable than Newton or Coimbra. Wow, mm. that's interesting because I obviously I like Newton still. Yeah, I still uh, like Newton. Yeah, I, I might agree on the Coimbra. Thing. I would agree on the Coimbra yeah. thing. That one kind of felt the same to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all right. And Mr. Ben Coberly said, after not liking Coimbra and having people say it was similar, I took a pass on this one. I'd play if uh, someone else wanted to, but so far nobody around me has this game. Maybe we'll force Ben to play it at PeePeeCon. Oh, yeah, <laughs> tie him down. Yep. Yeah, no like one around idea. here has it either. Yeah, so. yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how we're going to do that. All right. Okay. Well, fellas, wow, I can hear Clef's episode. tummy rumbling from here. Oh, I'm I'm hungry. Yeah, let's eat. <laughs> I am hungry. Punch bunch. There you have it. Oh, it was so fun to to hang out with these guys here on the podcast. I'm looking forward to some more some more gaming here. But wherever you are at, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Remember, if you want to come to PPCon, now is the time. Please get a hold of me immediately. Otherwise, everybody, have a great night. Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Punchboarders. We are on Instagram at Punchboard Paradise and Facebook at Punchboard Paradise. Eek's a mama!